0: Right, man hopefully uh my air conditioning too loud in the back I got, I got this portable air conditioner I bought in. um I finally put it together it took me a minute these old Detroit houses these small windows so I had to make a minor adjustment let me uh let me see if I can change put it low put it to low see how I feel on low um uh, but yeah it's like a air con- portable air condition got a couple other things that's attached with it as well too i'm just trying to get situated had to take miles to the vet um, so you know how i go but let me know if this sounds good you all walk up in the building i keep saying that but uh thumbs up the video share the video subscribe to the channel the subscribe button it's the bell icon button Hit all notification Christian get notifications. We go live or drop video. So yeah, we're gonna talk about uh Terrence Crawford, Million Dollars Worth of Game interview. Listen to it. Um said he punched harder than Aero Spence, called a uh named his top five fighters, excluding um himself and Aero Spence. Um you know, talked about him winning the fight and you know kind of Gilly brought up that he got rocked by, you know, uh, Gamboa and how you know he basically he was the way that Errol chin looked better and Terrence Crawford went into that I mean we already talked about the boost thing and the Charlo thing but um a lot of people saying it was his best interview and they got him to open up but I think he was also um in a good place and also we're going to talk about Aero Spence's uh management deal all right um he signs his new management deal I probably have a video on it coming tomorrow as well, too. But um but yeah, thumbs up the video, share the video, subscribe to the channel, and the subscribe button. It's the bell icon button, hit all notification increase your chance, get notifications. We go live or drop a video. Uh financially, want to support the channel, cash out, dollar sign, cj good313, memo CJ Good313, PayPal link description Hit the link tree, find me on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. Appreciate everybody. Follow me on TikTok. Um, I mean, a whole nine, we everywhere. Hit the link tree to take you exactly um, where I'm at. So, uh, But, yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, I listened to the interview, um, and he, you know, he was already in shape, and Gilly kept saying, well, this is this is after the Javante Davis fight, and Gilly kept saying, well, you know, you look in shape, and some must be coming up, and not too far after, the, you know, they shot this interview um the the fight was announced so let me know if the uh y'all can hear me too if y'all get in here so you know my thing is this bro um you know he stay in shape you know that's what he posed to do as a professional um athlete uh you know and you know one of the things that he kind of like pointed out was that he feel like he gonna be victorious obviously that's what he posed to say uh he said he wasn't promising no knockout you know they got into the Kell Brook thing too in fact where he talked about you know McGilly basically said that he felt that you know earl be the better Kell Brook, and he broke it down again and one thing i i kind of tell from terrence crawford he looking for validation for what he's done and this fight for him in his mind is validation that's what it is it's validation and um everybody keep undermining and, and going through his resume. And one of the reasons people do that, because they don't understand where PBC, you know, that PBC, just because they got some names, they got grandfathered in from, um, from HBO, that names don't also, don't necessarily mean substance. You know what I'm saying? And I think from this interview that he chasing validation on his resume, and rightfully so, You supposed to be tra- chasing, you know, legacy, and all that other stuff but i think he chased validation you know uh for his leg for his for for his legacy or whatever and you know Gilly brought up because they brought up a couple times when he was talking about other people's resumes and he brought up how mike tyson you know didn't have a resume sugar ray robinson sugar ray leonard because he put sugar ray leonard roberto duran uh roy jones jr marvin Hagler and uh, i forget the other uh you know somebody else he put in his top five and you know he said no mike tyson be said sugar ray leonard you know resume was basically better and they said well they could say the same thing about your resume the only reason people say that about terence crawford resume is because they don't like terence crawford it's as simple as that when you talk about names you talk about gamble was undefeated everybody was ducking gamble when you talk about uh you know victor postal people on press roads picking uh Victor Postal over him uh when you go in there and you just start talking about how he knocked out Sean Porter ain't nobody do not do Sean Porter shout out to Johnson you can hear me bro uh ain't nobody done Sean Porter like that then they move the tile back and Kenny Porter you know uh come out make all these excuses about why he threw the tile in Pernell Whitaker was other one thank you Pernell was the other one he why he threw the tile in and all that stuff and they continue to uh and they continue to 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 move the you know to move the goalposts back every time. It's just, a, it's just if they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. You can't you can't force them. No matter what you do, even if you beat Errol Spence, they gonna come out here and they gonna and they gonna make an excuse on why he beat Errol and why Errol Spence didn't win the fight. You can't chase validation from fans. I can see you chasing it from the media, but guess what? The majority of the media, guess what they are? They just fans they just fans that that went to school in a lot of these boxing medias they went to school for uh professions you know for to go right for baseball the basketball the football and they couldn't hack it in those in those in those sports so like I said before I think he chasing validation bro and uh and that's fine whatever whatever you know whatever your gas tank kind of run on or whatever it is I can't knock it but uh but everybody talking about his resume, like like he brought up about Errol Spence and Kell Brook, he brought up well, he beat a better uh, Errol, he beat a better Errol, uh, Kell Brook, and in a way he did. Kell Brook was coming off a loss; it wasn't a no months turnaround, but he had to heal his orbital bone. Then he had to come back down to 147 pounds. He was coming off a loss Triple G, you know what I'm saying? And he and instead of give up his belt as a man, you know, uh, he didn't give up his belt, and um, he lost. You know like terrence crawford say Caleb brook was coming off with a three-fight winning streak when he fought him uh you know it wasn't no way drain he said he felt the best he ever felt and he said nobody done him like that but then again and the fans said well this would be his toughest fight. fighting every time terrence crawford do something significant miles is out there shedding like a mud dude every time he do something you know significant they just move the bar back it ain't too much you can do about it, bro. You can't please these fans today. It's always going to be something. They're going to continue to move, move the bar back, move the bar back, move the bar back. So, um, you know, but whatever floats your boat. You know, people going to nitpick his resume, but, you know, you know, Victor Postal, by a lot of people' opinion, was the number one guy in the junior welterweight division. He beat, you know, Lucas Matias, stopped him with Danny, couldn't stop him. And he was the guy and Terrence Crawford won every round and dropped him twice. You know, um so you know it don't it don't matter they're gonna they going to they do not like you they're gonna diminish what you do they're gonna diminish what you accomplish they're gonna diminish what diminish what you accomplish in the in the in the future it it ain't too much shit you can do about it you know Earl Earl ain't ain't fought the upper echelon you know Keith thurman the top tier fighter they had at PBC and Keith Thurman. Let's call it what it is. He never got that fight. And we make sure the thumbs up button, whoever fought that was, it was they fought. And people, a lot of people program um, to believe certain things that the media say. And I ain't saying Earl Spence ain't no good fighter. He a hell of a fighter. Can't take that away from him. You can't take that away from him. But, you know, when people start talking about resumes, it, it, Terrence Crawford is the more accomplished fighter. You start talking about common opponents, uh, Kell Brook, you know, Errol Spence was losing the Kell Brook fight at some point. He was losing that fight. At some point, he, in my opinion, he was down. He came, he stepped it up, and Kell Brook can go to another gear. Credit to Errol Spence. I picked Kell Brook to win that fight. I figured that he would. Like he was going to win, Errol Spence... Stepped it up on his ass, and Kell Brook couldn't go, couldn't take it up another notch. Credit to him. Um, Arrows Terrence Crawford, you know, Kell Brook was giving Terrence Crawford a good fight until he got knocked out the ring with that jug punch. You know, you start uh talking about Sean Porter, you know, Errol Spence dropped Sean Porter. You know, Terrence Crawford stopped Sean Porter, no matter what his daddy threw in the towel sean porter you know would have been talking you know like mush mouth yeah you know he would have been talking like that let's call it what it is let's call it what it is so a lot of people you know tend to have a concern you know about what he's done but ain't nobody done too much different from nobody else you know ain't nobody done too much different they got him to open up a lot in that in that interview, and in that interview, he you know he made it clear he's gonna be victorious. He said he don't never gun for the knockout. Then he also said he felt like he punched harder than Errol Spence. But shit, you don't that really in a way it don't really matter because it's about who can take who shot. That's the thing about it. Who can take who shot? That's the million dollar question. Who can take who shot? If you punch harder than me, but I can take your shot. And I punch less harder than you, but you can't take my shot. It don't really matter. I think the biggest question about this fight is the controller, the lead hand. Who gonna control the lead hand? And I believe um, you know, who can take who can take the punch? I think it's gonna come down to who control the lead hand, who can take each other punch, and it's gonna come down to conditioning. Them are the three things I going to think it's come down to. Making an adjustments and all that other shit come after all of that. I think it's gonna that's what it's gonna boil down to. Conditioning. I mean, who the lead hand, who could take a punch, take each other's shot, and conditioning. I think those and I think they really should have had that fight outside. It'd have been dope. You know, Caesars Palace do a little, you know, renovating, you know, little arena do it outside at night. But in the, in the desert, man, when it get nighttime, I heard, that, I, I heard the motherfucking temperature drop like a motherfucker, So, But he said he feel like he punched harder. And, you know, Gilly said one of the things that people feel like he got an advantage in is just making adjustments. You know, you hear a lot of people say we're real. We're real, Spence. You know, Uh his work break is just going to be too high for Terrence Crawford. And at the end of the day, you know, and, you know, in, 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 a, in a way, that could be true you you never know but when you uh when you tend to be in there with you know guys who can uh who can uh who can counterpunch that don't tend that don't that don't really tend to happen bro when you be in there with guys that can counterpunch guys that that know you know going to make Earl Spence pick up his feet Instead of planting, just get off on them, that that usually they usually won't happen, in my opinion. That usually that's that's usually, you know. And you know, then they got into this little thing. And basically, when I was talking about, they was talking about the chins and all that shit. And they basically was saying, same. Well, they basically said that Earl Spence ain't never got hurt. And Terrence Crawford said, I seen who got hurt him in this last fight. And Gilly, the kid, didn't believe that. He said, well, you know, he, he he caught him off guard. And I just, at the end of the day, let people have what they want to have because he hurt him before his mouthpiece fell out. He hurt him a couple times in that fight that nobody really was paying attention to. You know, um, he got hurt. Versus, uh, his last softball, he fought uh, Emmanuel Artley. You know? Um, you know? So... He gave, he gave Carol Brook credit for his power, too. But who guys hurt him on several occasions. You know, but then again, hey, if the commentators don't tell you that he got hurt, he didn't got hurt. He talked about getting hurt by Gamboa. He said in that same round, I forgot that he came back and he stopped Yuri Yoko's Gamboa. You know, I don't think Terrence Crawford was as healthy as he could be at 135. You know, and he kind of talked about his history or whatever. I think he said he went out to fight in Philly to get fights, and he was trying to get Golden Boy to sign him. And Golden Boy basically wouldn't wouldn't serve up the prospects that they had invested in him, so he said he went back home. So he basically said he was wasting his time. And I just let you know about the politics about boxing, y'all. If you don't have a certain look, if you don't come from a certain area, if you don't have a certain skin color, if you don't talk a certain way, if you ain't got cachet, you ain't got a following, no matter how good you is, you're not going to have that financial support. He fought against all that, bro. You got to understand, Terrence Crawford didn't have the training expenses and the pre that other fighters got. Long story short, he didn't have financial shit that supported his training camp like that. So who knows? He, you he, he know... You look at guys like, uh, Jesus Christ, you look at guys like, uh, you know, Errol Spence coming to the to the amateurs and guys like uh, Secure Stevenson, bro. They got the, the best amenities, bro. They got a top-ranked gym. They got access to the tra- strength and conditioning trainers and equipment. And you got to understand, you, the difference between your, your average local fighter and your, 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 your television or world championship-level fighter, that's what you're going to call them. The biggest difference, in my opinion, is is that the conditioning. It's not the talent. It's the conditioning. You know, a lot of them dudes that that, that be on the local level, they work 9 to 5. They doing construction, and then you coming back, your back hurt from the construction. Then you going to the gym and training for another three, four hours. And then guess what? You ain't got a lot of other time to do nothing else. Then you got to be right back at the JLB. So, you know, they're not making enough money on the boxing circuit to survive, bro. So, how can I compete if I don't have a financial backing? And that's what it, it comes down to everything. I just listen to Angry Man talk about, you know, um how black people lack, lack the economic uh power to get what they need to get done. There's people who got the ideas, people who got the structure to get shit to get shit done. It's no different than talking about these boxers, they lack the economic the background, some of these guys. Back to economic, economic, uh, the eco- economic push. If I don't have no money, you know, to train and all that, so guess what? You know, I, I probably got to go to a local gym, pay him a couple of dollars to train there. I ain't got the best strength and conditioning coach. I'm, tra- I'm I'm training on my own. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got the amenities. We, ser- we share in the gym. We find the sparring. We find sparring, sparring that. But, you know, also, if you can make it through all that, Marvin Hagler had it hard coming up. But if you can make it through all that, then guess what? You know, you a fucking beast. Cause guess what? When I start getting the top trainers, when I start getting the top nutrition, when I start being able to afford the cooks, when I be able to, you know, get all the training expenses or all the training things that I need to have, I'm a fucking beast, nigga. Now, nah. cause I didn't, I was a beast without it. So now you give me all this additional support. Now I got better sparring. Now I got better equipment. Now my coach got the ability to have footage, and you know we comfortable we you know we you know i ain't gotta wake up and go to a nine to five this all i gotta do it's a totally not it's a totally different thing bro it's a totally different thing bro so it's a lot of them guys on the local circuit who championship contender it's somebody in the gym right now they might not necessarily be undefeated right they might not necessarily be undefeated but they they just as good as most world champions out there they just don't have they just, it ain't that these dudes can't find these dudes, bro. It's just they choose not to. Everybody looking for the next superstar, not the next world champion. That's what it is. And if you don't got, if you ain't from the right area, you ain't got the right back. And it's a lot of guys out there who superstar material, bro. Who will championship material in, you know, Mexico, Puerto Rico, who just ain't getting opportunity in the ghettos. Plenty of them. He said, You say, am right, Mike, top five in the cat." Well, a lot of people say Mike Tyson high one they casuals, but two he he brought he brought probably 70 percent of box guys that's hardcore boxing fans 70 80 percent mike tyson brought them to the game kofi Universe Ruby said peace to everyone in the chat smash the like button and click the link tree and sub to everything so shout out to kofi universe go subscribe to his channel for the latest and greatest hip-hop album reviews and news said JB uh, said he heard three times he got hurt three times in that fight i showed it Pound, for pound. A sports and subscribe to this channel. Killer Smeeds was good. Uh He said, yeah, Joe Smith Jr., another one. Joe Smith Jr. got them motherfucking union benefits. You be the damn fool. Boxing don't give you benefits, bro. You know, Joe Smith Jr. got a real union job. He got real union benefits and shit. But before I get to this Earl Spence management thing in like 10 minutes, um, because that's what we're going to end off with, he called Jamil Charlo a hoe. He kind of thought about it for a second, then he really was like, I wouldn't expect you to say that. He said, a ho-ass nigga. That's what he really wanted to say, and, you know, so be it. At the end of the day, them fighting words. Them fighting words. You know, you call a man a bitch, a hoe. Uh, I mean, you can call a man anything else but that, asshole. You know, I guess if Virginia would be going too far, but I think bitch and hoe, like, that, basically, you might as well open-hand slap him. He don't have no respect. He right. He became a groupie, bro, and I understand that's the stable mate. Then he said that Terrence, you know, he said Earl Spence would probably be beating on Jamil Charlo when and sparring. And all he's doing is egging Jamil Charlo on to stay at one hundred and fifty-four pounds, so he can try to so he can fight him and try to be a three-weight undisputed. I don't think Al is gonna let that happen, but you know, and maybe Jamil won't either. But basically, he said that it was all cool until it was time for him to fight Earl Spence, and then you know he couldn't get Spence. He started calling him out. And then he basically, you know, basically said that then he started going overboard. He said Adrian Broner kept it real with him. He said Adrian Broner said that straight up to his face that I think you're going to win that. You know, I think Errol, I, I'm cool with y'all, but I think Errol going to win. I'm more cooler than Arrow, And that's cool. That's cool. You can, you can tell me that all day. Oh, man, this dude better than you. Cool, 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 cool. That's your opinion. It ain't going to bother me. Now, if you want to start going around. Saying that uh you start you want to go around and start seeing all some other shit, like oh man, nigga, pussy ass nigga earl is gonna walk walk through shit. And then you start lying about negotiations and shit. You know what I'm saying? You start lying about negotiations. All the niggas was playing the role. That's why that's why they were so irritated. That's why I did I, I did that. That's why I did that interview about uh, uh that video i did today about earl spence and how about how he played the role and how he how he played the role and how people saying well it was out the whole time and we shouldn't get earl spence flack or whatever oh hell no like dude he, that mean that they was trolling and i told y'all that's why they was getting so irritated that's why Jamil charlo was getting so irritated when they was asking certain they was kept asking about terrence crawford they kept getting irritated you know what i'm saying that's like being with your girl, you being with your girl and everything you do start irritating her. Then, one, you like what you did wrong. Then, two, who the, who you fucking? Who you fucking with? That's when that's that's he want to know you're cheating with. Like, every time they bring him up, Jamel said, oh, what do you do to deserve this? And, you know, he need to go obey Errol Spence and take the money. Errol. But it wasn't no money. He knew it wasn't no money. He knew it wasn't no offer. He knew it wasn't none of that. All them dudes was playing the role to protect Errol Spence because that's what Al Hammond wanted. And Errol Spence finally said, "You know what? Fuck what you' talking about, Al Heyman. I want to go do my own thing, like Roy Jones said. I want to go do my own thing." But he was right. He was acting like a little, a little moody little girl on on her period. He was right to call him a hoe because that's what he was acting like. And I don't really condone another man calling another man a hoe, but hey, when you, when you, when you acting like he acting. Acting all feminine, you know, you know, and that's why nobody like him. He want to know why he ain't on nobody pound for pound list that he watched because you unlikable, bro. And they can't separate the emotions from the facts. You see media members that are that are that are that a that are holding that is stop a guy from becoming MVP or make a guy wait two or three turns to be a, a, a Hall of Famer when he should have been the first battle Hall of Famer, all because he didn't interview with him, all because he dissed them. You got to understand. That's the same energy that, you know, you get from chicks in high school, dude. You know, or a dude did from chicks in high school. If he didn't get the chick and then she tried to come back around and, you know, look here. He might be like, hell no, nah, bitch, I'm up now. You got ooh, you got Pookie in them. Or he might just dog the bitch out and be like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, from that simple fact, once you look at it, dude, it's like, you know, These niggas was just being super duper dick riding, bro. And a lot of people believe everything they say, even though anybody with any common sense that could read between... They could read the lines. You didn't have to read between the lines. Knew what they was doing. They was trying to defame Terrence Crawford boxing character so nobody would want to demand a fight. They was going around saying he was pricing himself out. Going around saying it was a contract to the point where he had to go out and defend himself. You know what I'm saying? And people knew this shit wasn't adding. Now you got all these Fake ass, you know, uh managers coming out on uh, coming out of nowhere, saying that oh, I seen the contracts and this, that, and the third, and he should do this and he should do oh, he should just take what Earl Spence giving him and all that. Like I said before, all of it was a ploy, and Earl Spence was in on it the whole time. He knew the whole he knew the whole itinerary, just like he kept calling out Keith Thurman when I told y'all that Al Heyman, there wasn't no plan for him to fight Keith Thurman until around now. He also said Tyson Fury in his top five, too. And new, his top five was the new way. Tyson, no particular order. But that was that was his current top five. His current top five was Secure Stevenson number one. I think he said the new UA, uh Tyson Fury, uh Tank Davis. It's besides him and Errol Spence, it was somebody else too. But like I continue to tell y'all, bro. Like you can tell what they was trying to do. They was trying to discourage people and discourage Terrence Crawford and, and and, and not make, it, not want him to want to fight no more. And they was trying to discourage the fans, saying, "Well, we can't give it to you. You give Keith Thurman." And They tried it. Oh, uh, we can fight Keith Thurman at 54 for his debut, and that was their way of trying to say, "Well, Elspeth, I grew the weight class, but we still gonna make y'all a good fight." People said we don't want it, like like a booster from Tur, uh, from uh Jingles all the way. It's my favorite Christmas movie. We don't want booster. We want Turbo Man. AB salute. They gotta do a good job of building dudes' home base. That's where the problem starts. Porter hurt Spence. Jamil on ES News running his mouth about Bud again because he called him a hoe. There he go again. You know, and Ellie sackback. You know he gonna ride with them. Tech. He gonna ride with whoever give him access. That's the name of the media game, bro. With this new media niggas, they gonna ride to. They gonna ride with whoever give them access. You know. Um, and I'll tell you this. Your interactions with black fighters is totally different. As a black media member, it's totally different from other other uh outlets interaction with, with, with them. They interview with the Mexicans, the whites with no problem. They give them all the access. When it's another brother, we all, and I don't blame them. Shit, it is what it is. Feel how you feel, it's what you feel. I ain't knocking. But they treat the other brothers, they treat the other, they treat they treat brothers like shit in the media, bro. To be real, real talk. But it's a lot of good brothers out there. Kenneth Sims, you know, real good brother to interview if you catch him. Jer Hurt, real good brother to interview. But some of them other niggas do be like they too. I ain't got time for that, bro. Win or lose, I think Jamil is gonna fight in the ring, and I want to see them two dogs. Yeah, Jamil, yeah, Jamil, a dog can't take nothing from him. Bud is definitely trying to get Charlo to stay at 54. That's what he is. He called him a hoe. He called him a hoe. But then what he did was some whole shit. If we all cool and you cooler with one other dude, just be like, yeah, I'm riding with Earl. You know, that's what I'm riding with. I don't think it's going to be close, but hey, let's see what Terrence Crawford can do. I'm cool with him too, but I'm with Earl. Simple as that. That's what Adrian Broner did. He told him to his face, I'm more cooler with Earl, ride with Earl, but. You know, I fuck with you, too, but I'm rival with Earl. That's all you got to say. But then again, you do all this extra shit. But then again, Al Heyman had to have them dudes protect Earl Spence. That's what it is. Al Heyman had to have them dudes protect Earl Spence. That's exactly what it is. Al Heyman had to have these dudes protect Earl Spence. Keep telling y'all that. He He wanted to discourage Bud. He wanted the fans to be discouraged, and he couldn't do it. He wanted Earl Spencer to go out looking like a baby back itch. And Earl was like, man, no, nah, man, my own community hawing me. It's one different when somebody, when niggas out there in New York and California saying shit, when you can't go nowhere at the crib and people are hound you about this fight and you living up to your word, all the words that he said, he got to live up to it. He said, bud, keep on on Tank. He said he a good fighter, but I don't rock with Tank. That's a real one. But yeah, I don't think he know top five five. You got to me, you gotta whoop somebody. You gotta whoop somebody. But then again, today the boxers are so watered down, no more people just gonna go by the eye test. And then when they do get in the ring with somebody, then it's gonna be like the Jerron Boots Innis effect. And I and I predicted what they was gonna to do to Boots. I predicted that. Don't forget, I predicted what they was gonna to do to Boots. I said Boots gonna have a fight where he not gonna look superhuman or he not gonna knock the guy out quick, and they gonna say he was overrated. Did I not say that? i seen it before. You could tell Earl nervous. He had frown, frowned up already. Okay, this means he said, Javier Logan, Roman in the media that act feminine. I really want to say the other F word, but what is this boils down to? Is there not confident Earl can beat him? So they are doing all this posturing. And that's cool. That's cool. If he beat him, then they're going to act like they got all the confidence in the world because it was a period where you couldn't find an Earl Smith fan on the Internet. They weren't making videos. They was tapping out. You know what I'm saying? Because he was inactive. It was, you know, rumors that he was going to fight Keith. They weren't interested in boxing no more. They couldn't spin a narrative no more. You know what I'm saying? The pizza dough was all stretched out. And now it was time to bake the pizza. Then, you know, he came down. And like I said before, we all got pride. And that's, I'll tell y'all, that's women's number one. Women love to learn their man. So they don't learn you because they, they love you. They learn you to be investigators and they learn to manipulate you. That's why they learn to push up buttons and be able to push up buttons at will. And that's why you got to be able to control them emotions so they can't push up buttons when they can't push up buttons no more. It ain't shit they can do. You know, it is what it is from that standpoint of view. Then you got all the when you control your emotions, you got all the power, bro. Ellie be hating on death, something crazy, something must have happened behind the scenes. I mean, read between the lines. I would I would guess so, of course, so. Of course. Of course something happened. Ellie need to ask him when he fighting Tim Zhu. Tim Zhu just had surgery for a dog bite. He's still fighting, though. They for sure put the Spencer Thurman rumors out to see the fans' reaction. Ain't nobody want that shit. You had a couple sloppy suckers, Jay Thomas, talking about how they still wanted to see it and I'm still interested in there and all that. Yeah, all right, whatever. He said, side note, he says that I know uh, I got some Brooks. I don't know what that is. And Hulk, oh, I don't know what the Brooks, um, but the Hulker, uh Air 6, there's some fire running shoe. I don't know which ones I got, but them hokas, they the truth. I don't know what the Brooks is. I think about getting some iClouds. But somebody told me that this Asian kid I was talking to at the gym, he told me that the Zaccones, that's not what they call but That's what we called them in the 90s. They used his favorite running shoe." So he got me interested in maybe looking at it as a coney, but them hocus a problem. Henry, what's going on, bro? Javier Booth struggled against the unknown Karen. And they say he overrated Baloma struggled against the unknown Ortiz. But there's a hundred excuses made for boxing. And, and you know, Booth still arguably won every round. So I don't know what I mean like I told y'all what they what they gonna do, bro. I told y'all what they I done been around boxing too long, bro. I won a hundred just on the fight BMA. Spence fans don't really want this shit. He don't seem like he really wanted, but it's kind of hard to gauge with people at. He i heard he was as high as 185. He down like the we was down to 170 or something like that, like a couple weeks ago. So I mean, when you cut weight, he probably having a fat camp. So yeah, he probably having a fat camp. So your energy gonna be crazy because when you cutting weight like that, your energy you gotta get you gotta get adjusted the calorie count. Your calories gonna have to decrease, and then uh when you're making a changeover in food, too. The nutrients is different, bro. Especially when you if you're doing a lot of sugars and sodium, and now you you probably going towards a lot of fruits and vegetables, natural sugars, and you know, now your body getting used to anytime you do a, a drastic change over changeover, even if it's from grease to 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 more, you know, fresh fruit, more lean meats, more peanuts, more, you know, you know, bananas, more. Kale and stuff of that nature, more high protein. Yo, it's an energy level. Is your energy gonna drop before it spike again? Even if you go from eating bad to good, because your body gotta get used to that change. It's a change, it's a change, and then obviously, yo, when you eat new type of foods, your calorie count gonna gonna drop because you gotta cut weight. So it's calorie, so your your levels be low as hell until your body kind of get adjusted to uh To that new norm. Yeah, man. Like, this shit crazy, though. Even if you say all he's doing is training, but when you're waking up, training, and then you probably take a nap, get up and train, that's that's kind of pretty much, To honestly, that's the easy part. But the hard part for him is anybody cutting weight is they got to cut significant weight or any type of weight is not going back to them old habits with fried chicken, candy yams, macaroni, hot Cheetos, chips, cutting out that bullshit for camp. That's the hard part. Like, like the hard part is what, what we doing after the work in between the workouts, in between the gym, what we doing at midnight. And that's why them ZMAs and, you know, ZMAs is so important to your, your nutrition too, because you actually get to sleep and you ain't got to worry about night cravings. You know, and I, I to tell you all the, the best thing to do kind of when you cutting weight. If you want to do it the right way, great, good, great carbs, natural sugars and fruits, vegetables. And it's kind of like training a dog. I always say that. You want to eat. you trying to want to eat at the same time every day. You want to train your body. And also, too, the thing about working out, it sends some type of the brain kind of like when you get, notice that you work out, you're not hungry no more. I forget what they call it. The brain kind of like sends some type of chemical or some type of signal where your body ain't hungry no more. You might get hungry an hour or two after workout. So it, the hard part is just being disciplined when you're not working out, and when you're bored and shit, and finding finding ways to keep your mind off of uh, snacking and bullshitting. So water, reading, video games, whatever it may be. Uh, Dwayne, wish I love your show because you talk the real talk. I'm new to the channel. I appreciate it, Dwayne. Appreciate it for having you, bro. Appreciate it. But yes, yeah, all that shit. It's, a, it's really bored on a discipline, bro. But his energy level probably like kind of, you know, he probably about – I'm about, i probably I say about, probably close to a month out in that Dallas heat. He going to start getting more livelier, bro. Boost a big problem for all seven. Yeah he, yeah, he got a problem. Two-hand puncher, slit. He said, we've been on this shit for a long time. I will let these fights happen recently. He got to be losing a lot of leverage these fighters. Yep, I'm about to talk about Earl in a minute. Coming to you 100% right. The worst thing to do is eat before bed. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would say that's one of the worst things. But if you do eat before bed and then you go do some push-ups or you go walk around the block, you hit the treadmill, it won't be so bad. It won't be so bad if you if you able to have some type of physical activity, you know. But then again, not not just ten push-ups, nigga, and not just literally one block around the around the, <laughs> one lap around the block. But yeah, that's not a good thing to do anyway. But some people's schedules they can't help it though. He said, yup. He said when you're a chronic or you when you uh thinking in calorie deficit, even when you fast and you don't have a lot of energy, you're more irritable and not eating and not eating them guilty pleasures it's a mental battle. Trust me, you had the dopamine, the dopamines the parasites, you know. Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, there we go. I don't know what happened with the sound. We had the dopamines and all that other shit. Um, all in your brain. That's all tied, and then emotional stress it kind of make you want to eat those foods and crave those foods. Parasites make you crave those foods as well too. So, yeah, emotional stress make you crave those foods. That's why you see in the, the movies and shit, or you see when girls go through breakups or heartaches, they got a whole gallon of fucking hagen and they eating it. Emotional eating is crazy. But let's talk about this Earl Spence shit, right? Let's talk about this Earl Spence, Mine. It's Texas, mine. East Texas, mine. Oh, we got an NBA finals tomorrow. And it's a, no, my bad. Thursday, right? Yeah, Thursday. I forgot we on a short week. I like Denver but boy, Caleb Martin was man. He was out there yoga fire, yoga fire. Oh yeah, Street Fighter come out this week too, don't it? Ooh, I ain't I don't ask to play. If you play me you going win, I'm trash. Trash. I'm trash in Street Fighter but look at Earl, Ellie said back. <laughs> it says welcome to big fish at Smith to the Fighters first man, Fighters first, Fighters first family. Okay. Now Barbara Choi sent me this earlier and I kind of like glanced over the website she told me i need to glance over the website or whatever so we're gonna look at the website in a second and shit and i had to i had when i I had to peek at it at work to see what she was talking about and um and basically it'll give you it'll give you probable cause on kind of like he ain't happy with al Heyman no more yeah he ain't happy with al no more that's what it boils down to. He ain't happy with Al no more. You know, you, 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 when you start, when you look at this mission statement and see kind of, you know, what they're doing or, or whatever the situation it may be, he ain't happy with Al no more. That's just what it is. And, you know, like I said, like when Deontay Wilder came out and said that, you know, guys need to start getting paid on time. And uh, guys need to get t- paid on, son- on time. And people talking about, he talking about Al Heyman. I mean, Bob Barron. What what's Bob Barron got to do with paying Deontay Wilder? These dudes talk about Al Heyman. These dudes talking about Al. You know and this proof of point and you know this ain't uncommon amongst PBC fighters neither you know it's not uncommon and once you actually like what you mean it's not uncommon well i know a couple PBC fighters who have personal managers and got al Heyman, and some of them personal managers taking 60 of their money i'm not gonna say the fighter but uh you know but yeah they got personal managers now, I don't know if they just rose or they just salary rose or just to give you a role, but yeah, they got personal managers, bro. You know, so this ain't this ain't, you know, he he got an advisor, you know, he got an advisor, and then he would have uh a, a manager, but you know, that kind of you know, obviously it's gonna raise this kind of gonna raise some antennas though. Um uh, to me i didn't really think much of it until i started reading the mission statement or they bill of rights and um once you start reading this stuff then it then it becomes uh then it becomes blatantly that this may be paradise this may be a paradise issue without heyman now it says we always put fighters first our man goes to ensure our fighters are absolute in the absolute best position for success Our team values our clients and stands by the rights to uh, provide them with the best possibilities for growth and career advancement. Fighters have the rights to know what is discussed contractually and financially between the manager promoter in regards to his his her name, company name company. So the first one says. That they have the right to know. Contractually and financially between the manager promoter regards to his name or. So basically, you know, what that's kind of telling me, dude, is uh what that was what that's kind of shout out to Dr. Blake. What that kind of was telling me is this is that, you know, let me zoom in too. That they don't like they don't be knowing what's going on between uh, between the managers and the promoters, bro. They don't they don't know what's going on. So they got the right to know what's going on, contraction, financial. So basically, Al a lot of people believe that Al Heyman making moves on their behalf and they don't know about it. And I know that for sure. It was rumored that when you know Connor Ben said Keith Thurman was asked for ten million dollars and all that money. Thurman wasn't asking for al hayman was asking for 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 his services but once you write once you once you once you read that contract the al hayman got put out there you seen the leak on the internet then he got you signed you signed the rights away fighters have the sole right to accept or decline any deals or fights offered so basically it's saying you know a lot of these dudes don't don't know what's going on financially they don't know contractually what's was going down People accepting you know deals on their behalf, but then this one say they got the right to say yay or nay to any deals that's offered, and they can't be pistol whipped into, into accepting these deals. Once again, the, the first two the first two is a uh the first two is a blatant shot at Al Heyman. Tell me I'm lying. The first two are, are blatant shots at Al Heyman, bro. You hear Al Heyman. Is making moves on people's behalfs, you know, you know, making them take fights on their behalf. And then you also hear that he accepted and declined to fights fight offers without them knowing it. So the first the first two are, are blatantly directed at Al Heyman.
1: They're blatantly directed at
0: Al Heyman, bro. So, take it for how you want to take it at. So, we threw two, and, and, and two fits a narrative about Al Hamer. All right. So, let's keep going. Fighters have the right to terminate manager upon a material of breach contract. So, all right. So, if a manager don't uphill hold they end of the contract, they got the right to, to, to breach it. They got the, I mean, they got, they breached the contract. Or Don't up, hit, up, up the end of the contract. They got the right to, uh, they got the right to terminate the contract. All, all this shit Al Heyman created, bro. All this shit Al Heyman created. He been fucking over those guys, bro. He really has. But them first three fit Al Heyman. It's like this is an anti-Al Heyman company. That's what it sounds like to me. It's an anti-Al company. The fourth one. Fighters have the freedom of speech to express themselves and their thoughts to management. Now, um, could be another one at Al Heyman where he don't allow them to have an open-door policy, put a gag order on them, and they don't have the right to express how they feel about Al Hayman. Possibly, and this can obviously fit multiple fits. And the fifth one, fighters have the right to education of the boxing business if they choose to obtain it. So, um, like I said, is Al Haman showing these guys the game or he's just doing everything for them and telling them where to show up and they not getting no education for it? But a lot of dudes, a lot of these dudes don't want to know how this shit works i tell you that that's how bob ross got fucked out of his business and shit because he never learned the business side of it he was the talent but if so the business side come in and the talent don't want to learn the business guess what the the business side gonna always fuck the talent over with they're gonna get rights they're gonna get merchandise they're gonna get ownership of of material they're gonna get uh You know, secret recipes. I'm trying to look for that particular word that I'm looking for. Um, All that shit. They don't get all that shit. So a lot of this seemed like an anti-Al Heyman management company. That's what it seemed like to me. And they don't have too many big-time fighters. They got Brian Norman on there and Aero Spence. And it says all of their fighters are 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 backed by their bill of rights. You know, and does this mean Al Heyman broke up with Spence? Hell no. Hell no. I I, I doubt if Al Heyman, if Errol Spence left Al Heyman. And if he did, he probably put up a hell of a lot of money to get out of that deal. He probably put up a hell of a lot of money to get out that deal. Let's call it what it is. He probably put up a hell of a lot of money to get out that deal. And that's what it is. So he, he like I said before, I don't see Al Haman just letting these dudes walk. You know, it was rumors that Deontay Wilder didn't get paid from his last fight. And that's why he was allowed to be. He was allowed to negotiate with uh with uh with the people over in the Middle East. So, like I said before, if he lo- if he lost Errol Spence, if he lost Errol Spence, that says a lot, bro. That says a lot. It's probably gonna be a lot of trouble coming behind that. But him signing his management company, and then him going on ESPN first, take and telling and, and telling them that 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 you know they tried to, to get get him away from not taking this fight. Sound like he went against Al Heyman. You know, I heard you can't cross Al Heyman without getting without getting taxed. So you can't cross without getting taxed. He said, What do you uh what ways you think Crawford rehydrate to? I ain't sure. She probably with 160 somewhere in there, 161, three, 4. He said, Abby said, What's the reason behind Boxer signing with management companies? I saw Earl sign with just now, but isn't Al Heyman a management more of a business question? I got uh Denver. Uh I'm mean, like I said, I have seen people have advisors and I have managers, so Al Heyman is an advisor. So you know, I don't I don't know. Obviously, there's a the benefit here to this. And it seemed like he want more clarity on the business side of his boxing. He don't want his boxing business handled in the dark. Denver and five. Listen, if Crawford hurt Earl just a little, he's going to knock him out. Yeah, we. I think Earl got some dog in him. Ain't going to be that easy. He got some dog in him. He's he going to be in some good shape, too. Dr. Blick, what's going on? He said Al don't, doesn't like the financial transparency, which is why he's working with them Saudis is getting be be interested because them dudes gonna start taking issue with how much he shaves off the top. And De, uh, from what I heard, Deontay Water got permission to negotiate with them on his own. That's what it sounded like. So all right, Eddie Hearn, the only real person that can really negotiate with them. So that's what I heard. Without, without AJ, it, ain't, it really ain't going to matter. But it sounds like you know Earl Spence want transparency, dude. He want to know what's going on. Uh, support the channel. Cash App, Dollar Sign, CJ Good, 313. Yeah, 60%. But maybe this is some type of loophole. All right. Yeah. Lion Killer got the contract, bro. I don't know if he still got it. He said, I hate to agree with, with him. But 50 kind of uh, spoke on how Al Haman had Floyd in the dark on a lot of ish. I remember he said Mayweather promotion was actual wasn't an actual promotional outfit, just a subsidiary. Yeah, yep, yep. He had a whole article on it. He said Floyd asked him to help him out. And when he started, you know, I talked about this like, was sometime this year or late last year? And when Floyd Mayweather, um, when 50 opened up the books, he noticed Floyd didn't have shit. He didn't have a business manager. He didn't have an accountant. Everything was through the all-powerful Al heyman and when 50 tried to get it in order, all, all of a sudden, Al came in and slapped 50 on the wrist. And, he, had, you know, they tried to cut Al Heyman out and directly plug in to everybody else. And, you know, Al Heyman came down, pillow talk Floyd, and, uh, you know, him and 50 start beefing. Flame on 24 salute. He's just intellectual property, likeness, proprietary works. I knew what you was trying to say exactly. That's what I was trying to say. You know, he earned all that shit. Rice eating a super chase at Crawford, the one who put Spence on game. After it was confirmed, Spence and Bull was talking. He tweeted, started to field play. Now he got new management. Hey, you could be. Appreciate your super chat. You could be putting it all together. Now I say put it together. I rock hoes, y'all rock fellas. <laughs> now you trying to take my spot, fellas? Philly's hot rocks, Well, I forgot the rest of it, But Yeah, you're right. You're right. But then again, Terrence Crawford was top-ranked Toby, and Terrence Crawford was uh, in the dark. Terrence Crawford was broke, He from Nebraska, and Terrence Crawford was this, that, and the third, and Terrence Crawford was this bum-ass nigga. And then Al Heyman was robbing them niggas blind. I kept telling y'all that, bro. Anytime somebody put a non-disclosure agreement, anytime dudes making offers and t- receiving offers uh, and keeping you in the dark, what y'all expected. What y'all expected? What y'all expected? Like I told y'all, go watch that Bob Ross story on Netflix. You know, fucked him and his family all over. Funny how this happened uh, right when the fight got made, though. Maybe the fight only got made because Earl had to lead out to do it. I mean, shit. Hey, I don't to go speculate. Could be right. Her al a very powerful man bro he said they just probably renamed pbc because the brand got burned the pbc wasn't even their idea bro if y'all know who idea was bro they stole it from somebody uh man i'm about to get off anyway bro i would have sent, i sent out tomorrow i think they're doing a press conference tomorrow right whenever they do the press conference i go live next i think it's one of them tomorrow i think pbc's you showtime about to go out Westman says says Showtime is going to be here in the short term, and he don't know about the long term. Spence say Al's still managing him. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't know what that – I don't – you got any questions I'm from? I don't know. I mean, like I said before, Al's still with him. So, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what this means or what this ad, or does he get – does they be able to get more transparency about what's going on behind the scenes? I mean, hey, it is what it is al Heyman ain't not name al Heyman ain't let too many people walk hugo centennial jr Vonis Monterey, yeah. um i don't know too many people that walked away from al Heyman. name them name them how many people walked away from al Heyman? we have seen guys on like Nodito donera leave top get cut by top rank come to showtime you know, uh Elvis Rodriguez got dropped by top rank, come to showtime, Carlos the left call up top rank, came to showtime. But how many people you seen see leave Al Heyman that was a value, a real top fighter, leave Al and go? They get offers from the zone. I mean, you see Jesse Vargas, Danny Jacobs, just to name a couple guys, but that's it. You don't see too many people leave PBC or leave Al Heyman, and then a lot of times them guys say Al Heyman is uh a lot of times, them dudes say Al Heyman is still a part of the team. Al was, Spence, Al was Spence managed. Spence couldn't move without Al approval. When Boy asked Spence about the fight, he said, you got to talk to Al. There you go. Okay, the press conference Thursday and Friday. The ticket's going to sell Friday, too. I don't know who uh, Broner fight fighting. Whoever Broner could get in the ring. When I see Bron- seen Broner opponent, I was like, smack who? <laughs> Boo-boo with P- Boo-boo with, P- Boo-boo with Showtime. I don't think he would PPC. That's what I heard. Only in today's era the smaller fighters bully the bigger fighters, Bud and Charlo. And hey, that's the only reason he bullying Charlo like that because Al Heyman won't, won't allow it to happen. Because that would have made Errol Spence look bad. But shout out to Vinny Ocho, appreciate the cash app. I shouted you out a couple times, but you hear I'll make sure you hear it now. Uh from the other day. So so yeah, that's just what that's just what that is. Oh, he on the PBC website. Okay, then I mean he probably about to get David Benavidez that's that man he probably about to get david benavidez bro Yep, he probably about to get david benavidez because he just put a that baby boy clip on his social media too that shit was funny i think spence using his management company as a buffer for looking over how Haman's advising going forward those bill of rights well yeah that's how i mean you mean he probably using them as a as a uh as an auditor he using them as an auditor now you know the money getting funny over there people can't do what they want to do and now everybody want transparency from al hammond now people probably could have said well you know terrence crawford started that wave, and now people want transparency and i heard al Haman really do not like fucking with new people and now he fucking with al Haman. he fuck with terrence crawford tyson fury and now all of a sudden these books starting to get open and now guys want to know they worth. now guys want transparency now guys starting to hear that moves was made on uh moves are made on their uh, behalf. Like you know, apparently Saudi Arabia wanted to put on Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford along with Usick Wilder, Usik, uh Fury and Wilder and Joshua. And Al Heyman kind of shut it down and didn't want to let them know. So errol Spence really finding out that Al Heyman making a lot of moves on his behalf that they don't know about, and that's why other fighters come out and say, Well, Errol Spence dug me, Keith Thurman dug me, Wilder don't want the smoke. And they sitting here looking like we didn't get no offer. You say call Al Heyman. Al Heyman got the offer. And Al Heyman don't tell tell you nothing. Think about that. Tyson Fury, you know, arguably beat Deontay Wilder in the first fight. Why didn't he sign with Al Heyman? Come on. Why didn't he sign with Al Heyman? Ask the question there. Why didn't he... And at the end of the day, now these dudes starting to see how they move. Now dudes got questions. It took... It took a couple. It took Bud to come over, and now and our dudes got questions now. Now dudes want to open up their books. Now dudes want transparency. Now dudes want that transparency. Now dudes want transparency. So, hey, at the end of the day, bro. At the end of the day. And then the money was already getting tight and fight dates already getting tight. So that along with some people doing some snooping and looking at the books and looking at contracts and stuff, that's all it took. But the number one thing is their money getting funny. The number one thing is their money getting funny and fight dates getting short, few far in between. That money getting funny, bruh. Look, dude, if somebody ain't working, bro, ain't no money really being made unless they got some unless they got some great, uh, great uh, investments and, and 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 shit set up. These dudes ain't really fighting, bro, at all. You know, if you see if you see your boy, you know, he used to hustle all the time, different cars, and all of a sudden, all the cars start going away. The nigga downgrade the house to an apartment. Hellcat, now it's just a regular motherfucking charger or whatever. And you see him always got time and they ain't be doing nothing. You're gonna say, Why you ain't working no more? What happened? The first thing you gonna say, These dudes ain't working, dude. And then you know, I'll probably be trying to pile them up on the car to try to get them to take less money. They like, No, nah. so I'll say, You go on the shelf. It's a crazy game. Imagine telling every uh, somebody to call out and Al don't tell you about the car. That's pretty much what it is. That's why Eddie Hearn was slipping them, uh, them emails to them fighters behind Al back because he had called Al Heyman, and Al Heyman and never tell the fighter. But Everyone was cracking on Crawford for X and that. Hey, Crawford, and boy, people really slept on Crawford. Crawford made a comment and said that I received some calls from people at PBC to tell me what to look out for. That's exactly what he said. He said, I received calls from people at PBC telling me what to, work, what to look out for in these negotiations and contracts. Who was that? Probably Sean Porter. A few other people. Buck, I 10, 5, need finna to get, get for this fight. I heard they're getting 10 apiece, but that's just what's guaranteed. So. I heard the press conference Thursday, Friday, somebody sent a chat. New York and LA time sale. Then we were stranded on death row. That's what happened when you give up proprietary intellectual property. That's what happened when you give up to power of attorney. Simple as that. Let me get out of here, man. I gotta eat, get ready for tomorrow, man. So um you get something that come up tomorrow. He said seventy thirty. So I don't know what the heavy split is, but something come up tomorrow. I'll be back live tomorrow, man. But like I said before, don't forget listen to this on all the podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. It's one hundred percent free. Uh, this will be a, it'll be up sometime tonight on all of them um give me a rating on there i appreciate y'all for rating it thumbs up the video share the video subscribe to the channel don't forget best way to donate to the channel thumbs up the video share the video subscribe to the channel this will be in the boxing one-on-one playlist on youtube as well too peace